Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to opening week. Are y'all excited that baseball at the Pete is right around the corner? I know I am. I unfortunately won't get to be there this weekend, but I'll be there in spirit. And I will be watching on my ESPN app as I'm standing in line at Disney. But we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Uh, I guess I need to bring in my lovable co-hosts who... Has the Justin Bieber swoop going on? I don't, I don't know what that. I'm like, that's impressive, Lane. That's impressive, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up? I need a haircut so bad, man. It's like it's in your eyes. You got the little, you know. uh, (laughs) My schedule's so busy between everything I'm doing. I I don't even know when I'm gonna have time to go get a haircut. (gasps) I normally go see my boy JC. JC, yeah, yeah. I ain't been able to go in a while. Let me, let me come shave it. No, I'll pass. Come on. Come on. I don't have fun. much going for me, Chuck. Hair is about all there is. <laughs> don't take it away. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Well, man, what, uh, it is opening week, like the most exciting time of the year, in my opinion. What are you, what are you thinking, Lane? I'm thinking we're going to watch the best team in the country play this weekend, and that would be the Golden Eagles. Heck yeah. We're going to Omaha, man. I'm going to say it right now. The road to Omaha, Omaha, the road to Omaha starts Friday, man. I may be a little overzealous here and putting a little too much much, uh, pressure on the guys, but uh, I really do think it's going to be a special year. I really do. I, I think at this point, the culture's so good here. And, like, I've talked to some of the newcomers and incoming guys, and we'll talk about those guys in a little bit. I don't want to take thunder away from later. But uh, in talking with the guys and in talking with Coach Oz, I had a good conversation with him the other day. I think this group's super special, this baseball team. I really can't wait to see them gel. It might take a little while as we got some new faces, but I think when they gel, we have a special run ahead of us here. For sure. For sure. Well, man. Uh, I know you're chomping at the bits, but we got to bring in our guests before we get too fired up. So why don't you? Hey, man, I'm bringing in my boy here, the guy with the new shiny golf cart. Guys, he lives close enough to the stadium. He drives his golf cart from his house to the Pete, just living the dream. Chris Hill, welcome to the show, bud. Man, I appreciate you guys having me on. What's up, Chris? How we doing, Chuck? I'm good, man. I, I gotta ask you this question first, real before we dive into our other. Yes, stuff. we're friends, Chuck. I know where you're going <laughs> like, with it. Chuck does, does this every time I bring he, my friends. Does he oh, pay, why are you friends? Does he pay with you? Do you? Does he have blackmail? Like, what is the? I have man, blackmail on everybody. He, he does keep some good blackmail on folks. I mean, that's that's kind of how he gets people to stick around. But that's you right. Know, yeah. You know, you see him at enough sporting events, and eventually you end up having to sit with with some folks. And, yeah, that's kind of how it works out. 
Well, it's funny Chris mentions that. You know, Chris and I sit by each other at football, and we always try to get Lane to come sit with us, but Lane's like, no, I'm too good for y'all. No, I'm not. (laughs) I got my little spot at football, man. It's perfect. I'm on the front row. I've got a concrete wall in front. When you got... Well, Chris knows he's got two little kids. We got little kids. They tend to ruin the the watching experience for everybody around you. So sorry, Chris. I just lied. You have three now. You're right. Chris has a newborn at home. People, Chris, tell us about your family, man. Man, so we uh, we now have three little boys. We uh, uh, just hit the three week mark on our uh, our newest. Uh, so he's been, uh, he's been doing great. His name's, uh, Bennett or, or little baby Benny as the kids say. Uh, but they, uh, I've got Cooper, Asher, Bennett, and then my wife, Molly. And, uh, Molly and I both went to Southern Miss, uh, fell in love with Southern Miss. And funny story, you would never know it now, but, uh, I always kind of joke about four or five months before my high school graduation, I didn't know Southern Miss really existed. I uh, I grew up on the East Coast. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was I was more familiar with JMU and ODU than I was with, with, with Southern Miss by the time you know when I graduated. My now dad tell us took a where job you here. Live. Now, where did you live again? You said uh, East Coast, Chesapeake, Virginia. That's right. And then moved down to Auburn, Alabama, <clears> and then graduated from Auburn, moved over to Hattiesburg, but. Uh, Dad took a job over in Hattiesburg at Southern Miss, and uh, that half-off tuition made me made me real familiar with Southern <laughs> Miss real quick. Yeah, and uh, you know, I came in, and uh, there was all these talks of, man, we've got a great football program coming off our 11 and one season, and uh, then 2012 comes around, we got this great new head coach. Ellis Johnson and uh, we don't, an we don't say his guy. name. We don't say his name. He's an SEC coordinator. <laughs> what oh, can yeah. go wrong? Uh, well, he he figured out a way to make a good <laughs> bit of money to not do a whole lot. But that's beside the point, and that's not what we're here really to talk about today. But but that's how I became a Southern Miss fan, and I, I think I've been been bred through uh, the hard times to where now I, I love every bit of Southern Miss. There you go. Well, he just answered our first question, I think, Chuck. Why don't he you did. fire the second question at him then? The first question we ask all our guests is, why are you an everyday eagle? That was a good I think you just answered it. I so, Chuck, so. go ahead with the next one. All right, and and uh, it can be it can be sports-related. It can be not sports-related, whatever you want. But what is your favorite Southern Miss memory? I, I've got two, and, you know, between two different sports here. Uh the, for football would be the Kentucky game. Uh, I guess that was what 20, 2015, 2016, somewhere around then. Something like that. Uh, the last time we made the trip up to Kentucky, uh, which we're looking forward to that to start off this season next year. Uh, but that was that was probably one of the best you know memories. As you know, we've got you know we're all dressed up in gold. They've got their their blue. And we've got our one little section, and and you could hear us. Uh, you know, we had quieted that entire stadium, and it was awesome. Uh, Baseball-wise, uh, that LSU uh, win in the regional—that was as hot as it was. It was worth every bit of it. Man, I couldn't talk for like three days after that Baton or to the LSU. <laughs> I didn't have a voice, and I'm pretty sure That's I'd not... probably sweated out about ten pounds. At least Chuck, that was good, Chuck. Oh, I like the little jab he got in there. Yeah, I, I got, couldn't talk for days after that. 
second degree sunburn at the old Miss game, and it was Ooh. not worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, so you went to the game in Kentucky, Chris. Is that oh, what yeah. you're saying? Absolutely. What was it like to watch the full game? Because well, Chuck yeah. loves making fun of me for a story that we told on air one day. Go ahead and tell us. What was it like, man? How was it? Man, you know, being a Southern Miss fan, you come to you come to learn to love the wave. We're not we're not blessed with the ability to just, you know, know we're gonna go in and win every one of these games. <laughs> so you go from about pulling your hair out to you know, you can you can be about ready to walk out the stadium the next thing you know, you've done something that you had no idea that we had in us. <laughs> so it, what you're uh, saying is you would understand if a certain host of a podcast turned it off at halftime and went and did yard work and then his wife came and got him and said hey we're winning now and he came back to see the end huh but well, not I, to come back I, I would uh i would understand it but i also always make a point whenever if we ever winning against you know teams we shouldn't be winning against i make sure to take a picture of that yeah. that way i can just remember that moment that moment yeah <laughs> there's a picture on my phone if you scroll back far enough of us being up three to nothing on Alabama and Bryant Denny, I've got that same picture on my phone. Yeah, huh? yeah. There's a picture. Oh, we we took that opening drive and went right down the field. We didn't Picked get in the end zone, goal. but we we, yeah. we made them. They were concerned. I, I swear. Amar, I think Amari Cooper got a forty yard touchdown catch the next drive, and I never took another picture. But good times, man. Good times. Well, Chuck. Do we have mailbag questions now? Are we back to mailbag? I think there was a knock at the door. Yes, I think we are. Pate. Pate This is my favorite part of the show is mailbag. Pate, come on. Is it? It is. It is just because we get to hear you, Pate. That's true. Absolutely, yes. So we have a few questions written in. So the first one we'll go into, this is from uh, Peter Beardman. He wrote in and asked, what is our That'd favorite? Patrick there. Patrick. I'm hey, sorry, Patrick's, Patrick. Patrick's mine and Chris's boy. He's in our Sunday school class. 1024 shout out. There you anyway, go. Anyway, go ahead. What is, it's our Sunday is school that a class. Game? Is that a game? It's our it's Sunday a... school class. It's called 1024. <laughs> Temple's got game classes? For... There's, a, there's some Bible verse. I don't know what it is. There's a Bible okay. verse that's named after I think it's okay. chapter 10, verse 24, but I don't remember what book it's in. That would probably be helpful. Mm-hmm. Probably something about disease in your loins or something. That would be comical, but no, I don't think it's that. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Pate. We're losing it. Go ahead, Pate. Oh, it's been gone. Um, Patrick wrote in and asked, uh, what is your favorite TV show of all time? So. I'll- I love this question. Chuck, go first. Okay, so, you know, if we're talking current, I'm a big, uh, I like Chicago Fire and uh, 911, but if we're talking all time, then uh, Friends, obviously, if you know me, you know I love Friends, and then the TV show 24, in my opinion, is the best TV show ever made. Great writing, great acting, great direction. Mm. I mean, just all around phenomenal TV show. Mm. Okay, that's high praise from Chuck because Chuck prides himself on his TV show watching this. So, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, 
He's a TV show guy. He's a. That, that's not all I do. I don't want like I don't want y'all thinking that Chuck sits at home all day and watches well, TV. He, I mean, well, yeah. I watch. He it watches. Drive. He knows more TV <laughs> illegal. He knows I more mean, TV <laughs> shows than I know. I mean. <laughs> 24, Chuck. What's it about? Give me a brief synopsis here. It's uh, Jack Bauer, baby. He's CTU agent, counter-terrorist unit. And the first episode, I mean, the first season, and so all the episodes are one hour. So it's like 1 a.m. to 2 a.m., 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., 3 a.m. to 4. It's like a day in the life of Jack Bauer. And so oh. the first season, uh, somebody's trying to kill the uh, president-elect and so Jack's trying to stop him, but it, I'm telling you, watch it. You will be hooked. It's one of those TV shows like you watch one episode and then you're like, "It's two o'clock in the morning," but I think I got enough energy for one more episode. Oh, um, I've been there. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, Chris. Favorite well, TV I, show? Have you had a chance to think of? We kind of sprung this one on Chris. We didn't uh, give him any prep time on this one. Look, we're we're coming off of maternity leave here to where we we've done a little bit of TV watching here the last couple of weeks. Uh so I, we just wrapped up probably we we've probably rewatched this show probably four times since Molly and I've been together. That would be Prison Break. If you haven't watched Prison Break, it's just an overall solid one that you can always go back and rewatch. Okay. And you tell yourself you'd love to be smart enough to come up with a plan to break yourself out of prison. Right. I'm gonna be, uh, if I got arrested. There's no chance I'm getting out. Done. We're, th- we're there, aren't we, man? We're, we're there until somebody left us out. I don't know how Prison Break didn't come to my mind when this question was posed. What so, a great show! Next week, this is the reason why we just finished rewatching it. Next week, Prison Break, a new season drops. What? For the first time in like ten years. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so that's what got us to rewatch what? it again. Is it going to be on Hulu or what? I, I, I'm not sure. Molly's kind of our, uh, our, our 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 coordinator on that right now. Look that up. She's your but Chuck. <laughs> another show, kind of going off in nine one one. The 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 most current show that we're watching right now, Fire Country. Oh yeah, that is good. It, Modi. Uh, yeah, I he, haven't uh, seen he, Fire Country. He's off. I don't know if you've ever seen Seal Team. Yeah, uh, Seal Team's another great, great series. Uh, I, I may, I may fit in more with Chuck over here. We spend a lot of time watching TV yeah, in our house. Yeah, uh, but Fire Country, Bodie, great show. It is a, pr- is a prison firefighter camp. Yeah, he's Jack too, man. Like, dang, yeah. like. I they think got, that's why Molly wanted to watch the show. Right? <laughs> we tried to figure it out the whole time. <laughs> like his arms are like, like like this big around, man. Like he's got to have his shirt special made just for his sleeves. I don't. Well, know. he went straight from watching, uh, or or from from being the star on SEAL Team, SEAL Team, rolling right into to being this jacked firefighter. Right. I'm like, man. Well, mm. how about that? Hey, what's your? I've never seen that show, but Prison Break. That was Break. the most dismissive thing I've ever. I'm not I've trying ever to dismiss it. I just well, never seen the show. I've just how about never that? seen the show. I'm not trying to be dismissive hey, or look, rude, Paige, Chris. Paige's I haven't really seen the show. At- at cropping stuff, we'll get him to crop your face, Chris, on Bodie's body, and you can give it to your wife for Valentine's. <laughs> by, by the way, 
I'll take it. By the Thank way, you. I think my answer is going to be the worst answer of everybody's on this question. Like, judging by the answers we've already had, I think I've got the worst one. But go ahead, Pete. Oh, pretty little crazy. liars, isn't it, Lane? No, it's not. But <laughs> the show is no underrated, but it's not. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I saw clips from where my wife watched it. And, uh, you know, I've heard it's good. Go ahead, Pete. Lord, help me. Are you, are you sure? Are we done? <laughs> We're losing me. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm getting worse. Losing you? Never yeah. had you. We can't lose what we never had, Lane. That's true. Um, all right, so TV shows. If I had to pick all-time favorite, it would be The Office. Um, I know uh, some people definitely don't agree with that, but uh, that's, for me, That matches it's, your humor. Yeah, it, it does. matches you well. well the Steve Carell years, right? Though, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. You mean First Raymond Reddington as uh, Raymond Reddington as the leader of the office didn't do it for you there, Pete? <laughs> Good gravy. <laughs> Let's just say those last couple of seasons are uh, irrelevant, in my opinion. Yeah, they're. You might as well quit streaming it whenever it gets to those. Yeah, that's just me. Though recently, I've been on a. Uh, Big Bang Theory kick. Oh, I love uh, Big me and Bang. my wife Ooh. watch it a lot, so we've really gotten into that one as of recent. It's uh, so weird to hear Pate say, "Me and my wife." I know. So I, haven't right? got, I haven't gotten used to that. I mean, he's well, been married longer than Chris has had his third kid, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's still, like I forgot Chris's child, but yeah, I get <laughs> I get what you're saying there, Chuck. Pate, have you watched uh, Young weird. Sheldon? No, that's actually on the list. Yeah, you need to check it out. Yeah, I think it's supposed to, uh, the final season's coming up soon. This season is the final season, yep. Yep. So that's definitely on the list. I just like, anytime I think of the Big Bang Theory, I just think of Sheldon going, that's my spot. And pointing to a spot on the couch. Bazinga. Bazinga. (laughs) All right, here's mine. There has been one show ever. In the I might be lying, but there's been one show that I can think of ever that has caused me to, after every episode, well, one, get home and be like, okay, tonight is the night for my show, and like shut down everything, put the kids to bed early, watch the show. After the show's over, call my sister and discuss what happened, and then after that, get on Twitter, interact with like the the actors and stuff in the show and interact with other fans of the show and then go look up fan theories. Like I was a total fanboy of this show and I'm kind of embarrassed to say all this. It was stop. It was how to get away with murder. I love that show. Stop. That Pete. would not be what I would put, you know, it was in, in my to top me. 10. It does me not. Neither, me neither. I said my answer is probably the worst uh, one. It was how to get away with murder. Dude, I don't know what it was about that show. Actually, yes, I do. I love murder mysteries. And the fact that they gave you little snippets of what was happening, but you didn't know who did it. And in some cases, you didn't even know who was dead. And every season and every week, they gave you a little bit more of that picture. till finally, it gets to like the finale and you actually see what happened. Dude, it hooked me so bad. I remember I came up on that show one summer and they were getting ready to start season four i watched all three first seasons in like a week 
in the summer. What <laughs> through three seasons in like a week? I don't know, man. There's something about it giving you little snippets, but not the full picture every week that that like hooked me all the way. Lane, have you ever thought about being a, a writer, like writing a book? No. I could just like like you just narrate so well, like grocery shopping, you're like. And he walked into the grocery store, and it was cold. And he turned. I've never out been the, told that. But. He turned down the rat aisle, and there were pickles on his left and ketchup on his right. Look, I was I said there all for that. flour. <laughs> I said all that. That's funny. I said all that at the beginning just to point out the fact that this show made me do things that I had never done before in terms of fandom of a show. Now there have been a lot of good TV shows that I could go into detail with, but we're at the 30-minute mark, and I'd like to get to baseball at some right, point. Right, let's uh... But my favorite one, I would have to say, was How to Get Away with Murder. I was absolutely obsessed with it. We'll say this. I was not pleased with the ending of the series. I'm not going to blow the ending, huh. but the ending happened, and I was not satisfied. That? So how about that? How about that? All right. Hey, we got any more mailbag questions? I think we had a couple that actually got written in by Chris. Hey. So here's kind of what I was, you know, two things I think a lot of folks are going to want to want to think about. Seeing that I've got so many kids these days, Sunday is is the most looked forward day of the uh, of every series to get to run the bases. Who do you think is going to be the uh, the best folks on the team this year for kids? That love interacting mm. with the kids. What do y'all think? Go ahead and tell us who y'all's favorite was last year, Chris. I know you're heartbroken. He's a Ooh, Memphis Tiger we, now. He's a Memphis Tiger now. Well, he, he's he's at Pearl River right now, finishing out. He, they're they're doing the season there. He was actually on uh, Sports Center uh, earlier this week. He uh, he he turned a, a double play uh, in one of their games, and and it was looking good. But our boy uh, number one, Creek Robertson, Robinson. Yeah, we uh, we we have probably close to twenty signed baseballs. Wow, <laughs> that there you uh, go. we 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 picked uh, we picked a winner there, and uh, he ended up leaving us. And we, we've been trying to we're, we're in, an, in a in a unique period where we've got to find it, some new new players to to become friends with for Cooper. All right, well, Chuck, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's going to be. Uh, Mr. Dadbot himself, Billy Butler. I oh, think I was gonna say him. I think that he's gonna be a, a good one with the kids. I, just, I actually about agree him. with Chuck here. I'll yeah. I'll come up with another answer, but I actually second what Chuck said, just from what I've seen. So, Pate, what about you? Uh, for me, I would say uh, probably Slade. You know, he's coming off of his final year. Uh, I think a lot of kids are going to be looking up to him. Uh, I'll say he'll definitely be missed, that's for sure. Yeah, Slade's a good one. Those are two good ones. Like I said, I was going to say Billy Butler. I forgot that Chuck had already said he was going to take him. So a little, little slight of uh, paying attention on my end. But my next one would be Matthew Russo. Um, I've seen my son interact with him several times, and he uh, – and he um, he was always good with him. He always talked, took some time and talked to him and high-fived him and all that stuff. So he's been really good to my kids. So I'll go with Russo. Okay. 
I like well, I'm it. thinking, you know, I, we, we go off of, you know, the folks that had the name. Last year, Creek had the name. Yeah. Yeah. He had the name. He had the easy number. I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm hoping. We haven't spoken to him at all yet, but Ozzie Pratt's got the name. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to go with uh, Drew Druckenmiller. Well, if I can't pronounce it, I don't think I can go up to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's a newcomer. <laughs> I, met his parents. I met his parents last week. Yeah, they're fine. They're cool. We're also going to have to see if they crack the starting lineup and if they're going to end up, you know, staying. Transferring. Before we, before we pick, <laughs> before we settle in on our guy. It's got to be a young guy, you know. So hopefully it's someone who's not going to get drafted in, you know, this next year. So that that those are kind of our hopes. Is it, let's find us a – a new guy like Lawson Odom would be a good guy to get. We got a freshman. Yeah. We can ride, hopefully keep him the whole way through, and yeah. uh, maybe end up with you know sixty baseballs by him. Yeah, you oh, go. Yeah, we're gonna try to there spread the love this year. See how it goes. There you go. Hmm. All right. You know what? Is I've that... got the other. I've, we've got the other question that I had. I'm yeah. gonna scrap oh. that question. And okay. I don't know. We didn't even mention this. Who's gonna be the fathead? Oh, they they already announced it, didn't they? Well, if they did, I've missed it. Well, I think they talked about it in our group, Lane. I don't think it's been like I thought they announced. I thought he announced it. Uh, he might have. I'm pretty sure. I think it's Slade, didn't it? I'm pretty sure they had a Slade one. Is what mm-hmm. I saw. Okay. Yeah. Him or Peto, but I think it was Slade. Well, Peto got it uh, last year. Oh. Yeah, it was Slade. Slade's the new one. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm like 87 percent sure it's Slade. <laughs> oh, we'll, <laughs> so right. we'll, we'll go with that. All right. Was well, that it for the mailbag questions, there, Pate? Well, uh, we actually got one more has written in from our dear friend Little Debbie. Oh, Tim, where you been, Little Debbie? Chris, Long I don't know time. if you've been listening. We don't know who Little Debbie is. They just write yes, in anonymous do. questions. They know who Little, Little Debbie. Debbie. They won't tell me who Little Debbie Lane is. Lane is convinced it's me or Pate, but I can I promise am. you yeah. it's not me or Pate. <laughs> no, it's not. Little Debbie's one of my personal favorites. Of course. So Little Debbie wrote in and asked this specifically for Lane. What yes. snake or snack cake would <laughs> warm up your office? What snake? Ooh, little Debbie getting a little <laughs> don't say little it like spicy that, man. With the question, that's a little weird. <laughs> the way snack cake it. would warm up my office. Let's see, <laughs> we're out of Christmas, so I feel like I can't say like the Christmas tree no cakes. More, are probably no more my Christmas favorites. tree cakes. Uh, I'll be honest, guys. My favorite little Debbie cake is fudge rounds. They just are. So I'm gonna go, Chris. You had a very judgmental <laughs> look on your face. I don't know I if they'd be the favorite. They are, uh, my favorite. Chris. You don't like fudge you, rounds. You, you know, I'm starting to learn. You have just a lot of uh, odd takes on a lot of subjects. I do. I do. <laughs> welcome I do. to the club. <laughs> well, welcome, Chris. Welcome. We we have a meeting every Wednesday night after the podcast. So, uh, yes, after we, the well, podcast, we talk and I say weird stuff. Yeah, I, I really do like. What's not to like about fudge rails? It's chocolate on chocolate. It's the perfect thing. Too much it's chocolate. Not that they're not good. It's just like if you're walking down the aisle, is that the first one you pick up? Yeah. 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I picked that up and with a big old thing of uh, of two percent milk. Two percent milk. <laughs> well, if you're going chocolate on the snack, you go regular on the milk. Everybody knows that, Chuck. Well, duh, silly me. <laughs> Silly rabbit. I do like strawberry <laughs> shortcake rolls too, but I, I think my favorite is the fudge You're, rounds. I'm what? Gonna say fudge rounds. Do you not know baby. what a cosmic brownie is? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's the I easy like choice. Those. You just got to go with the easy choice. <laughs> or a zebra cake. Oh, definitely. I would rather. We have zebra cakes in our pantry right now. But I've I would never been offered do, a zebra cake. I would I rather over. go fudge rounds. <laughs> Little Debbie's owes us some. Uh, some sponsorship money right now. For real. Anyway. Right. For real. <laughs> Thank you, little Debbie. Come see me first base side this week. <laughs> Tell me who you are. Did you get tickets, Lane? Yeah, I've got them <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> well, I've got I've in got other some. Words. Talk to me after this. Uh, I'll, I'll be there. I'll find a way. I'll make a way. Good so. gravy. All right. That's, that's all the mailbag questions for this week. If anyone is interested in writing in a question to the show, you can reach out to us on our Facebook, the Twitter, um, or is it now called X? Uh, we're all over the social medias. Or you can email us at everydayeaglespodcast at gmail.com and send Dot in your com. questions. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Little Debbie. Thank you, Chris. All Thank right. you, Lane. You're welcome. Let's uh, let's dive into the show, shall we, fellas? We're discussing Southern Miss baseball, guys. We have split this up. Um, I'm going to talk about just the roster kind of makeup and the newcomers. Um, after that, Chris is going to go over the bats, right, Chris? You're going to go yeah. over the actual lineup of the hitters and the where they might play in the field. And then Chuck's going to go over the pitching staff. And then to wrap it all up, we're all going to give our projected opening day lineup. And I think that's a show right there, fellas. So, uh, going into this season, guys, we knew we lost a lot off of last year's team. Okay, we lost our starting third baseman, shortstop, first baseman. We're moving our second baseman to center fields. We lost our starting center fielder. We also lost our starting left fielder. My goodness, we lost almost everybody, right? Lost two catchers. Lost an All-American pitcher. There's a lot of new faces. Um, some of them were already here, and some of them have transferred in and are newcomers. Um, I feel like the whole country, have you seen kind of the preseason projections, Chris? Have you looked at any I, I, of those? I've seen a good bit of them. You know, a lot of people are, like, offended that they left us off the top 25. If you don't know, you know, like, if you hadn't been here and you don't really know what the culture is here and who the newcomers are, I kind of get why they kept us off the top 25 preseason. But I do think we'll be there before it's over. I think you're right on that. There we just there, there's just so much being replaced that uh you know we, we've done we've always done well about getting the talent right. Yeah. But it uh we just got to find out if we've got it. Yeah. We gotta like see I, we, we got to figure out how to actually plug these guys in. Yeah, like I wasn't offended that we weren't in a lot of the polls, but like I get it, but I think we will be there. So some of the newcomers guys Seth Smith is one. He's a shortstop from Mobile Christian, freshman. He's been impressive in the scrimmages, I'll say that. Aside from him, you got Ozzie Pratt, 
um, BYU transfer. He's actually from uh, from Oxford, Mississippi. You got Lawson Odom from West Jones High School. He's a catcher infielder. Dalton McIntyre. Um, he is from Meridian Community College. Jacob Keys, a freshman from Brandon High School at catcher. Nolan Tucker, a second baseman from Valpo. He was Valpo's second baseman last year. Cal Culpepper, an infielder and a pitcher from Clarkdale. Cole Boswell from Meridian Community College. Gabe Broadus, and I learned how to say his name because I met his parents last weekend. Nice people. Um, Pearl River Community College transfer. Eli Collins, East Central Community College transfer. Sawyer Tony, Shelton State Community College transfer. Josh Ock, remember that name, people? That's it. Hey, he looks just like Ryan when you look at him, too. Josh Ock, uh, freshman. Brother Ryan Ock used to play here. That's Chanhassen High School. Billy Butler, Mr. Dab Bod himself, we talked about from Rhode Island. Drake Meeks from Briarwood Christian High School. J.W. Armistead, another name that we know very well. That's Will Armistead's brother. He's from Itawamba Community College. Drew Druckenmiller from Jones College. He's a pitcher. Ben Riley Flowers, a pitcher from East Mississippi. Landon Payne, pitcher from Pearl River. And Peyton Lacey, pitcher from Past Christian. McCarty English from Ocean Springs. And uh, Gray Bain from Itawamba Community College. He's a, he's a catcher. All those are newcomers. I just named a lot of people, right? I named like half the team. Okay. I wanted to at least throw out the names of the newcomers here, guys. That's like half of our team. Like, we are a totally rebuilt team. We talked about learning how to survive in the transfer portal, NIL world we live in. I think we have made, we have a history of making the most of junior college transfers, and a lot of those names are JUCO transfers, but I think we hit the ball out of the park. And I'll let Chris talk a little bit about these two with Ozzie Pratt and Nolan Tucker. I think those two are big-time players for us this year. Um, I think they come in and have an immediate impact and are top-of-the-lineup caliber bats right off the bat for us. Um, you know, I looked at our roster. There's 23 guys from Mississippi. Some of them are incoming freshmen. Some of them are JUCO kids. Some of them, like Pratt, we lost them in high school. They went to BYU and then come back and transferred to us. Um, that's what you're looking like. That's what the roster makeup is. A lot of newcomers, a lot of fresh faces. There's a lot of talent coming in here too. Um, so that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Chris now. Chris, talk to us a little bit about this lineup. Who do you think plays where on the position player in? Well, so I, uh, I quickly jotted down my, my nine guys that I think are going to be, uh, out in the field. Uh, I've got Monaster at center. I've got uh, Russo at first. I've got Nolan Tucker at second. Gabe Brodus at third. Uh, then you at catcher. I think I've got us uh, where I'm thinking just from what I saw at the scrimmages and and what can develop into Lawson Odom. I think is going to end up being our catcher. I don't know if uh, if he's going to be the 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 main guy but i think he's going to be one of the two starters uh and i'd like to see that you know i think he's got the best bat out of all the all the other catchers we've got uh 
in the outfield. Mon- I, know, I already said Monastere. I, I think it's going to be a battle between Wilkes and Gillespie. Uh, right now, I think Gillespie's going to get the nod. He uh, In that final uh, scrimmage, he had a walk-off grand slam to walk out. So if you're gonna end if you're gonna end practices on a on a high note, that's probably the best way to do it. Uh, and then I don't, I don't I think that's everybody. Uh, does anybody think I left out? No, I think you covered them all. Um, I think you covered all of them. I I agree. Like I like Lawson Odom. I think he's a good talent. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, take you got there i do think tucker stopman gets a lot of playing time early i think he's looked good in scrimmages and guys the other one graham crawford he's been playing other positions you notice that chris i i, I did he, i think they actually had him out at uh at center field for when uh uh i, I you know it, it surprised me with how well monastery did last year you know i thought his pitching days were likely to be kind of done and uh it, it you know we marched him out there and he pitched in the those scrimmages twice uh yep. and so you know maybe he's going to end up having an impact on on pitching and we'll we'll likely find out this week with us having four games back to back yeah yeah i could see that um who would y'all rather see. have as a dh though would you rather it be butler would you rather it be wilkes would you so uh, I, you can't pull Wilts out. I, I mean, you can't. But if you get into a slump, can can you really not play Billy Butler? I know he. I know he's an unknown for Butler's us. Good. He, he's, he's good. He's good. Man. And if you see him walk out of the plate, that dude, that dude is probably the biggest guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, and I think you're right. What I, you know, as you know, for the nine that I wrote down at the bottom, I had written down need to find a spot, Billy Butler. Somehow we've got to find yeah. one of these positions. You know, talking about Crawford getting moved around, I, I, I think somewhere we're we're going to have to see a shakeup to to get him in the lineup somewhere on it. Yeah, you know, if, if you could imagine having Wilkes, Billy Butler, Gillespie. Monastere and Peto all in the lineup. You know, imagine a, our our team with the pitching we've got, and then a team that just absolutely rakes as well. Yeah, you got to find. I don't know if it's first base or third base. Those are two spots I think that are. So to me, the open. biggest competitions that we've had right now has been at first and third and catcher. I think stop, the Stopman Odom competition at catcher has been interesting to me. Um, Jacob Keys, I think, will be really good at catcher. I just think he's probably a year off here. But the uh, first base, I think you've got Luke. I think it's Braden Luke. Braden Luke? Yes. Braden Luke and Russo have both been taking most of the reps there. In these scrimmages, um, I think they're in competition. That third, you've had Broadus. We've seen Davis Gillespie there at some point here and there, and he was the guy we thought would be the third baseman. Uh, and then we've seen Brady Faust there a lot. So I think there's who, a, who Lane wants to be there. I I just said I think he break, I think he starts there. I do because I think he's good with the glove, but we'll see. He's fast. I'll give him that. He's yeah. fast. I think Broadus is 
you know, if you don't include Gillespie, I think Broadus is the better bat and Faust is probably the better glove. But, I mean, I don't, you know, we'll see. Depends on what we do. Um, you know, and Gillespie has played third some. He's a good bat, I think. And then the outfield, you have this interesting dynamic of Slade Wilkes, Carson Pato, and Gillespie. I mean, who plays where? All three of them need to be in the lineup. Plus, we need Billy Butler in the lineup. It's interesting, Chris. So I think all that you said is good. I think the battle is first, third, catcher, and outfield, corner outfield. And I think it's it's interesting what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. I'd like you take there, though, Chris. I think those are some good ones there. So, Chuck, any thoughts that you might have on uh, on the field? What are your thoughts here? No, I mean I agree with y'all for the most part. I think uh, I think Tucker is going to take over at second. Um, I think you got Broadus at third, Ozzy at short. Um, I really, I, I, when they first got Billy Butler in the portal, I thought he'd be at first base, um, but it doesn't look like he's played a whole lot there during the scrimmages. So I don't know if that's by design or if they really want him in the outfield or, or really want him DH. And I, I, you've got a lot of Billy Butler's got power period. I mean, he's got power. If he can, if he can get contact down and, and, you know, keep the ball fair, the ball, he's, I think Billy Butler leaves the team in home runs this year over Wilkes, over Pato, over them all. But that's just my opinion. But it, he's got to get the at-bats first for that to become true. So, We'll see what happens. It's I, I don't envy uh, Oz and Travis Curl for making this, this these decisions. Uh, I, I don't know if you'll play the lefty righty matchups. Um, if you'll do that more so, I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's a good problem. I'd rather have this problem than than have nobody. You know, man, Butler at that last scrimmage. Were you there, Chuck? I can't. Not the last one. The second, the, the last one. The one we but, sat together at, yeah. No, uh, the one after that uh, one. No. Butler hit a home run that was Taylor Braley distance. Like that thing was climbing still as it yeah. got out of the ballpark. It was a shot. I don't know if I've seen since Taylor Braley was playing at Southern Miss. It was an absolute moonshot. Um, I agree with you. And he told yeah. me, like I talked to Butler. He said, "Look, man, like the warm weather down here is awesome." Mm-hmm. He said, "I hit four homers in February this year." This is going to get like, better, and yeah, he's like, "You could never hit that in Rhode Island. It was too cold." He's <laughs> like, "Like the ball, you can never hit it where in Rhode Island." He said, "It was too cold. The ball wouldn't travel." He said, "It's this warm weather here. I'm off to a fast start quicker, you know." And plus, I mean, I'm, uh, that's two Billies on the team, right? Yeah. So, speaking of the other Billy. Chuck, talk yes, to us a little bit about a little the bit. pitching staff. <laughs> a little bit. They talk a little bit. A little bit about <laughs> the pitching staff. Well, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because Lane's already kind of told us who the newcomers are. I am going to put my projection out. This is Chuck's projection. This does not uh, mean this is happening, obviously. Uh, so I think our projected rotation for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm I'm sixty forty on the first two, so I think I think Nico Maza gets a Friday night start. Um, 
but I could see Billy Oldham as well getting the Friday, you know, bumped to Friday because he towards the end of the season last year was phenomenal. Obviously got the you know the Tennessee win, uh, but I think Oldham's used to pitching during daytime, so why mess with something if it if it ain't working? I look for Armistead to round out that Sunday spot. Um, a lot of people don't think that's going to happen, but I do. Uh, I think our midweek starters are going to be Chandler Bess or Matt Adams. Maybe Colby Allen. Maybe. Uh, and then I think closer is going to be a uh, uh, a toss-up between Cross Sively and uh, J.B. Middleton. Chris, what do you think about all that? Man, I think I think those are all really good spots. You know, I who you know with we us having so many games this year that are going to be you know opening weekend we're going to really find out about our pitching. I mean, when you you're going to roll out four games in a row, we're gonna we're gonna burn through some some folks. I think uh, I think Cross is going to end up being one of our starters. And that's possible too. That's very possible. And, I, we, and we could get surprised by by some of these guys. I would love to see who's going to try to be kind of who's who can embody Storm's performance and just step mm-hmm. up and just mm-hmm. be be the guy. Which I, I, I yeah. You know, have y'all seen the new jerseys that we're going to be rolling out with this year? I have mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. So we've gone away from the buttons. So I don't think we're going to be able to gauge, you know, how 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 into into the pitching performance we are by the, by how many buttons we're down on our shirts. Come down, yeah. That's disappointing. That was always a fun deal. So, but yeah, I can see that. One thing I'll say, Chuck, I think Colby Allen ends up with a bigger role. Than That's we, what I- I can see him as a mid a midweek starter. I don't think I do. Yeah, I think I think he ends up with a bigger role too. Um. All right, I got a fun game for us to play here, guys. Oh gosh! Before we go, we got about five minutes left. This will be perfect here. Let's uh let's go position by position and and run around the room right quick and just quickly name who your starter is for that position on opening day. Let's start with catcher. Chris, starting catcher, opening day. Going Odom. Chuck. I concur with Odom. See, I'm going Stockman. Are you? Yeah, I do think Odom ends up with a really good average, but I, or a really good player, but I do, I'm, I'm going to go Stockman. First base, Chris. Ooh. It's tough, isn't it? Is, is this what I want to have happen, or... Uh... What do you think is going to happen opening day? And then <laughs> Open, you can tell uh, us what would you like to see happen later. Opening day, I I think we're going to roll out Russo. What I'd like to see happen is uh, I want to see Peto work out some at first and find a way to put Billy Butler out there. Mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, go for – I'm going to accept some, some errors in the field this year for a team that absolutely comes out and rakes. Yeah, I think our pitching does enough to to clean up a lot of the. And granted, first is going to be a big spot for us, so we we do need someone that's going to clean up well. Yeah, Chuck, opening day. Who's the starter at first base? I don't. That's the biggest question mark to me. Like over 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 any other position, at first base. 
Is um, it Luke Russo you're debating between the two? Yeah. Yeah. At, with with Billy in there, because I still say that Billy, before the year's over, will be playing first song. I could see it. I just I believe it. Uh, but I think, I think again, going with Chris, I won't have to open a day. Uh, you know what? Just to make it fun, I'm going to go with Luke. So I will let you be the tiebreaker, Lane. All right. I'm going to go Russo. Open we day. knew that was going to happen. I, th- I do. I think it's going to be Russo. Yeah. I think he's better with a glove than Luke is, although I think they're both good options. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think by the end of the year, we try to use that spot to fix the how do we play Wilkes, Peto, and Butler at the same time. I do think we try to find a way to fix that with that position. But there you go. Does anybody know if Slade's ever played infield? I don't know. I don't think I don't he know. has. I could be wrong. It was Peto that played first last year a couple it times. Was. Right? He did. Yeah. That, that's was. what makes me kind of think back to, you know, is is that an option in coach's mind? Yeah. We're saying all this. Russo's going to go out there and hit four bombs opening weekend. We'll never say it again. Never say it again. Yep. There you go. All right. Second base. Chris, who you going with? Second base, I think it's a slam dunk there with Tucker. Chuck. I, I agree 100%. Clean, sweep, Tucker. I agree. Uh, shortstop, Chris. I think it's another sweep there with Pratt. I Chuck. agree. Uh, Ozzy. Ozzy Pratt. I agree. Ozzy, to me, has been the most interesting newcomer in a while. I think he's good. I think he's really good. I think he's yeah. special. Unless like, Seth Smith, they didn't redshirt Seth Smith, did they? I don't know. Yeah. So. I could see him getting a little playing time too somewhere. Yeah. Seth Smith's been fun to watch. Third base, another one. Chris. I think I'm going to give the nod to Brodus on that one. All right. Chuck. I'm going to go Brodus too, and I know who Lane's going to go with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I made the comment just a couple weeks it, ago. I think it. it's going to be Brady Faust, <laughs> and go, I'm going to stick with it. But I do think Broadus is a good option. So I'm not gonna, I'm not bashing anybody here. But I do, I would, no. I do think Brady Faust ends up doing it. Uh, let's go to the outfield here. Let's go left field first, since that's the hardest one. That is Chris, the hardest one. I, left field. I, I, I'm going to go with Gillespie solely off to the last second nod. Uh, you, you know, you you end you end the the preseason with a, a walk off grand slam. You're already in a tight spot. I, I've got to go with that being the nod. That is pretty loud. Chuck. I'm going to go with an unpopular opinion, I think, and I'm going to go with uh, Slade Wilkes. All right. I'm going Slade Wilkes also. What? I think Slade is. I think Slade's that guy. Okay. I do. I think Slade is too. I just. I, I really want Slade to be able to, to to be the guy out there this year. Yeah. For his draft stock, I would like to see him play in the field all year. Mm-hmm. And please uh, avoid the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that wall. Center field. Is this a clean sweep? Is everybody saying Monaster? Everybody's saying Monastery. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. Monastery's riding the pond this year. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> it might. Dude, have y'all seen Monastery? Like, uh, have y'all looked at him closely? He, look, he, he looks ripped. like Brody off of uh, <laughs> Country Dude, He's huge. So, wow, he is ripped. I'm looking at the roster, and it says that he's he's 190. I don't know. You know, you know, I grew up playing football. We always kind of fudged on the high end of things. Is it for baseball? Do you lie? You basically saying, man, I'm I'm, I'm real slim. He's over two hundred. He's, he's yeah, the dude is j- absolutely jacked. He's huge year. right now. He's huge. All right, let's go right field. Are we clean sweeping Peyto here? Peyto, captain, oh captain. Yep, I agree. Agree. All right, and then uh, Friday night guy. This is an interesting one. Well, you left that one, Lane. Who's what? the DH? You left out DH. DH, I sure did. DH, Chris. Dang, never. <laughs> it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be Wilkes, but it, it, it could be. It could be a toss up between you know Wilkes Gillespie or Billy Butler. All right, Chuck. I'm going a uh, a matchup game, Billy and uh, Gillespie. I'm going Billy Butler. Mm-hmm. I know that that puts me in the spot of saying Davis Gillespie doesn't crack opening day lineup. I don't love that prediction. Um. But, I mean, till we find another solution, that's what it kind of is right now. But I do think he ends up being a good player. I just don't know where he fits right now if Wilkes is the guy out there. Yeah, and another thing to look at between the three of them, you know, you've got two of them, uh, Slade and and and, uh, and Billy. They're, they're both seniors this year, so you've got a lot more experience versus Gillespie being a redshirt freshman. You do. And, you know, I kind of – I agree with Chuck on the home run thing. I don't think – I'm going to need you to, like, cut this and record it and send it to me, Pate, where Lane's agreeing with me on something. I don't think – yeah. I don't think he necessarily beats out Slade in home runs, but I do think he's one of our home run leaders. I think, I think, I think he's going to lead the team in home runs. It's, it's him and Slade up there at the top, and I really – I genuinely could see – Billy Butler, I think he hits 25 of them this year. Okay. I think he hits 20 to 25 if he's in the lineup every day. 20 to 25 homers this year. Like, I think he's a big-time bat for us. So, of course, that might be the kiss of death because I said the same thing about Peto last year. So, <laughs> hopefully it's not, but it is what it is. Before, uh, we, before we move on to pitching, I've got, I've got, I've got a good question here for us. Who All hits right. the, fo- the first home run of the season? This is always so weird, man. Like last year, it was Blake Johnson. Exactly. We, like who had so it on weird. the bingo card other than you, Lane? I did not have it on my <laughs> bingo card. Bingo. I don't. I don't think he had it on his bingo card. No. <laughs> uh, oh, this is tough. So you can't. I'm not going to go with the obvious on either one of them. I'm going to say Ozzy Pratt. I'm going to say Broadus. Okay. Chris. You know what? We've been dogging him. Russo's getting the first one. Hey. I haven't <laughs> been dogging him. Y'all have. <laughs> Russo. Russo first one. All right. There you go. So nobody picks Slade or Peyto. Or Butler. 
or Butler. Slade's about to hit the church with a ball in the first inning, the first game, and prove us I want him to absolutely vandalize the church. (laughs) I can see it. I can see it. All right. Friday night guy. Chris, who you got? Uh, Man, I... I got to go with Mazza to be the be the guy just out the gate. All right, Chuck. Yeah, I mean I, I've said mine already uh, when I gave my pitching rotation, but Mazza mainly because he's preseason pitcher of the year. Um, he's looked really good in the scrimmages. I think he, you know, he's been healthy, so I think Nico Mazza. I agree with Mazza. I think it's Mazza too. But it wouldn't shock me to come out and, and hear Billy Oldham mm-hmm. start yeah. on Friday night. It wouldn't shock Is me. Is everybody thinking Oldham for Saturday? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that brings the big one here, Sunday starter. Chris, who are you thinking? That that has been the million-dollar question. Molly and I have, have asked this basically every time we've gone out there, is who, do, you know, who do we think it's going to be? And – the the question is 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 what's the health status for uh, uh, for Matt Matty Ice? Is he is he ready to come back yet in a starting role? I don't think he is. And I, I don't think opinion. he is. I don't think he is either. I think I think That's we're hoping to get him you know back to to full juice probably hopefully by mid season. I would I would love to see him rocking and rolling, but I, I would think. Chandler Best, maybe. Okay, I don't, that's I don't not really bad. Know. That, that's it's really uh, we've got so many good arms that it, it's hard to pick that last one. Chandler's thrown a lot in these scrimmages. They've stretched him out a lot. I have noticed that. Chuck, what are your thoughts? Uh, Armistead. I don't. I don't think, in my opinion, that's a no-brainer. I, I just think it's you know he's looked good this spring. Um, Oz has been working with him. I think his stamina's up, so I, I think I think he's earned a, a shot at a starting. All right. I'm going to go with Colby Allen, so all of us have a different answer. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, midweek guy. Chris, who do you think? I'm going cross. Okay. Chuck, who are you going? I Matt Adams or Chandler Best. Okay. Or both. I mean, you know, there'll be some midweeks where we got two games maybe. So So this is the one where my answer kind of gets interesting because I think it ends up being Armistead in the midweek. And I think he takes over the weekend role. Have You know, kind of he pulls a Tanner Hall. He throws a couple big midweek games and then they put him in the weekend rotation. I like that. I think that's. I think that's what happens. I think Colby Allen ends up. I think at the start of the year, it's Armistead as a midweek guy, Colby Allen as a weekend guy, and I think after a couple weeks, you'll see a flip. Maybe after a month or so, you'll see a flip, and Armistead ends up in the weekend rotation, and Colby ends up as the midweek guy. Either way, I think it's those four that end up being your starters. And lastly, the closer. Chris, who you think the big closer is for us? I think that's going to be JB. I agree. I'm going JB too. It's going to Chuck, absolutely shove it. Well, I mean, again, I guess Lane was asleep when I gave my my pitching rundown, but uh, a closer, I said, it was going to be a toss up between Cross and JB Middleton. Yeah, yeah, I can you see it being that Cross. 
I do. I just want to do my little exercise here. <laughs> and so that's about it, guys. Chuck, anything else? Yeah, I do. Um, just a few quick things. And uh, I didn't ask permission to do this, um, but I'm going to do it anyway because it is on Facebook. Uh, y'all know Trey Catfish Quavis. His mom is in the ICU and has just been placed on the vent. So Eagle Nation be list, lifting up Miss Millicent Quavis and uh, her family, Lindy and Trey. Um, grew up right down the road from me. Good people. Uh, so y'all, y'all lift up Millicent Quavis and the rest of the Quavis family for sure. And a huge congrats to our boy, Scott Berry, for uh, being named the Assistant Athletic Athletic Director for Community Relations. I don't know what that means for him, but it sounds fancy, and I'm excited to have him back on the staff. So, You know, I think I heard his office is actually out in the roost. (laughs) Okay, I like it. I like it. What a better what a better office to have. But uh we will see y'all at the peak. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, Lane. Thank you, Pete, for making us sound and look good. And uh we finally get to say it, y'all. We'll meet you at the peak. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.